Men, welcome into the Awake Podcast, an ongoing conversation where we seek to live awake, aware, and available to God in every area of our lives, every sphere of influence that we have. Today, we're going to be diving into a discussion on wounds and specifically talking about one area of our woundedness, the father wound. But we're joined by, as always, Joe Hishma. Joe, welcome. Hello, Liam. It's great to be here. And everyone, thanks for connecting with us. And also by another guest, John Summers. Thanks. John, welcome. Thank you. So Good to be here. just to give a little bit of background, John, if I may. So you're married to Amber. Yes. Two kids? Three. Three kids. Okay. Tell me your kids' names, ages. Leilani, she'll be 19 this month or in December. Um, Zane, he's 16. And Imani is eight. And John, you and I have been serving together on the men's team for, I guess, since we started. We've been kicking things off and trying to build this men's ministry to get more guys involved in the community and to discipleship. And but you also serve in student ministry. I do. I'm a student leader. Sophomore boys. Sophomore boys. Okay, that's what I thought. And also in tech as well. And you've served in a lot of different areas as as on my team and guest services as well. So you've you've been all over the place and serving at fellowship. So we're excited to have you on the podcast today. Good to be here. Good to be here. So, Joe, if you don't mind, I think it would be beneficial for us as we kind of dive into this discussion on wounds, just to refresh all of us who are listening to the episode of what a wound is and then kind of moving us into our discussion. Absolutely. As you might remember through the teaching in the Awake series, we've talked about a wound. It's our second session getting together because it's such a huge issue. We're all wounded. We're all broken. And that's the reality of every one of us. And we talked about a wound being a deficit in identity, relationship, uh, or healthy behaviors caused by either loss or neglect or abuse in the process of your formation. So you take um, that deficit. That deficit, uh, whatever that wound is, it will provide a deficit for you. And as we're going to be talking about the father wound, the deficit there is blessing. Uh, throughout the book of Genesis, it's used uh, over, you know, 44 times in the book of Genesis is that word blessing. And it's used uh, whether it's a father, our heavenly father, blessing Abraham and calling him to leave his country because he wanted to start a new nation, a new people where he would be their God, they would be his people, and he would bless them. To then, even when they were wounded and broken in, in the book of Exodus in, in Egypt, how uh, Moses uh, told them everything that the Lord would do. I would take you out of Egypt. I will redeem you. You will be my people. I will put you in the land that I've called and I've promised. And what it comes down to is due to their broken spirit and harsh slavery, they didn't listen. They were so wounded by the circumstances of slavery and of harsh, uh, the harshness of the Egyptian people that they no longer, they no longer feared God and no longer wanted to follow God. And, and so that wound does that. It causes that deficit in our relationship with God or our relationship primarily here with men and ourselves and so, or, or with the father wound. And as we look at that father wound, uh, you're going to see that a lot in scriptures. Um, today, as I was just thinking about it, I, I had a few that came to my mind. Um, we don't know. We don't know what happened with um, the prophet Eli that his mm. that his two sons 
um, Hophni and Phineas rebelled so much that they end up, I mean, finally being confronted with their own deaths. Uh, we, we look in even in the book of uh, Genesis where uh, Jacob and Esau fought over that blessing and the father wound there, the trickery, and Jacob continuing to trick people throughout his life. Even at the point of finally blessing Joseph's sons, he crossed his arms when he laid his hands on one to give the younger the priority and Joseph recrossed his hands because, you know, there he was still at the end, leaving wounds on his family. And, and so as you look at all of this, this is, this is just reality. And some of us had wonderful fathers, uh, even though they were broken, they left us with a blessing and we have good thoughts as we think about navigating their presence in our lives and their words in our lives. But there's not a family without some type of father wound. I just haven't seen it. And when we re- realize that, it's not necessarily that the father was abusive or that he was always tearing them down, uh, but more so it's the air of passivity mm-hmm. where the father just didn't say words he could have said that were just so easy to say, but for some reason either resisted it or was passive with it. And a lot of our fathers weren't even trained in how to be a blessing and weren't trained or or even caught that from their own fathers. You know, I said, I loved you when I married you. You know, I said, I loved you when you were born. I mean, I, I said, I loved you a few times in your life. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a daily practice of being intentional. And so this is a this is our pursuit. As we go intentional with our lives, we've got to realize we all have deficits. And some of those deficits are caused by others. And this father wound, whether passive or active in abuse or whatever else has happened there, um, when men share about this one, this is right at our hearts. This is right at the bedrock of who we believe ourselves to be. And it's, I also believe it's why God um, wants to be known as our Heavenly Father, so that He can rewrite that story of a fatherly blessing in our lives and, and uh, bridge the gap between the deficits we've had in our own relationships with our fathers, uh, but also transcend anything our fathers have given us uh, already that have been a blessing, because we have a Heavenly Father who uh, loves us and has called us to be His sons, and that's our first calling in life. So as we go through this father wound, John, I'm so thankful that you're here. And I wanted to just invite you to share your story, your story about uh, your father wound. Okay. Um, So my mother and father divorced when I was a toddler, I would say. So I have very, very few memories um, as a whole family. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have spotty memories growing up as a, as a young man with my dad. Um, there was some time spent with him, but it was very inconsistent. Um, it wasn't a a rich time, if you will. It was I was with him. I was in his presence. Um, mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of um, affirmation or blessings or 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 truth spoken into me as a as a young man. Mm-hmm. Um, so my father wound. The one word I summed it up to be was his absence. Yeah, I feel like um, I have a lot of A type trauma, mm-hmm. which is things that should have happened that didn't happen rather than the B type trauma that things that happened to us yeah. um, that shouldn't have happened. Um, yeah. I, I think we all have a little bit of both, but I, I've recognized that most of my trauma has come 
from the A type of trauma to where there was a lot of things in my life growing up that I really needed a father for. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't have that. Yeah. Do you mind sharing with us some of those things that you really wish you had a dad to tell you or to speak into you on? Just, some of those things, I know there's a lot of them, but what were some primary <laughs> ones? Um, you know, just, just feeling accepted, um, yeah. feeling, feeling wanted, feeling like I'm, I'm good enough, um, yeah. that I didn't, um, need to strive to, to perform at a level to be, to be accepted. Yeah. Um, that, that foundational I, that I was good love. enough as yeah. I was, yeah. um, that was, that was never there. Um, okay. and the older I get, and as my kids get older, um, I recognize the need for that. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't have the father who was there, but you did have a lot of women in your life. You were just sharing that with yes. me before we started. Tell us about some of those relationships. Um, they were very um, nurturing. Yeah. Um, you know, grandma, aunts, mom and sisters, no brothers, um, a couple uncles, but not very close with them. Um, yeah. had, had, have a couple good memories with them, but nothing mm -hmm. consistent. Yeah. Um, so they so were what a just blessing that was though, just, I mean, in the midst of your, your wound, yes, you had a blessing of women who spoke into you and built into you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but again, going back to to being a father now, yeah, nothing quite speaks to you like a father's mm -hmm. voice. Sure, right. Yeah. So they they loved me well, and 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 you know, my mom did the best she could for us kids, being mm -hmm. a single mom. Yeah. Um, but nothing will ever fill the need for that father's voice yeah. in a young man's life. Yeah. Yeah. And we look to our dads to learn how to be a man. Exactly. And yes. if, if like you kind of talked about, if you're not getting that and that just kind of sets you back and you got to start learning those things later or teach them to yourself in some ways. Yeah. Figure like, it out for yourself. Is that kind of yeah. how that worked for you? Kind of. Um, you know, a lot of mistakes made along the way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 I wish I had started this journey that I'm on right now. I wish I would have started this 15, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, for my kids. Sure. Because, you know, I always said that I'm never going to be like my dad. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't really know what that meant. Um, yeah. You know, he just wasn't there. I, I always knew I was, I was going to be there mm -hmm. for my kids. And yeah. that's one thing that I hung my hat on. Yeah. Uh, further than that, I didn't know yeah. because yeah. I was never taught. Sure. Um, you know, so there's a lot of father wounds that I've caused to my kids because I didn't know any better. And I hadn't, hadn't been brought up with a father to know these are the sure. things that I need to make sure I do for my kids. Yeah. And these are the things my kids need to know and hear from dad because I just didn't know. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. When you look back on it, what, um, when you think about where you're at now, you have three children. And your oldest is 19, your youngest is? Eight. Eight. Okay. So 11 years there. Um, you just think about what you could have benefited from that. Um, what, what were some of the main things when you look at that as a father right now that you wish you were better equipped? Filling the gap with my kids. Okay. I felt like I was pursuing my dad a lot growing up. 
as okay. a teenager. I I yearn for that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so So when you didn't get it, where did you search for it? Anywhere I felt accepted. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, I was looking for acceptance, uh, a sense of belonging, um, a sense of, of worth, yeah. wherever I could, you know, in, in healthy and unhealthy ways, you know. And um, yeah, that's one thing my wife pointed out to me when we were talking through this a little bit was, um, you know, one thing that she recognizes, she, she, she understands it's my story. But mm-hmm. one thing she recognizes is with me being a father now, um, yeah. is my struggle with my kids growing up and filling the gap between um, reconciliation with them, um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, being vulnerable with them. Sure. Vulner- vulnerability is not something that, that, you know, I think a lot of men can agree with this, sure. that we're just not used to, we're not comfortable with. That's mm-hmm. not the manly yeah. way, right? But over these last couple of years, I've really tried to... Um, break that and and okay. open myself up and and be allow myself to be more vulnerable and it, it's still a work in progress but it's yeah. um um just just pursuing my children better mm-hmm. sure is the is the biggest thing i think yeah so um how long have you known christ john Thirty plus years, 30 I would plus say. Years. Okay. I was baptized by my own decision probably eight years ago. Eight years ago, yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's when you really made a decision to pursue Christ yes. with your life. Yes. And how did Christ shed light on this wound? <sighs> it's been a long road. Yeah. Because as a young man, only having the feminine voices in my life, it was hard for me to receive affirmation from the Father. Okay. Um, The Heavenly Father and um, the men in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so it's been a long road because I only wanted pieces of Him. I I wasn't necessarily all in at first. Um, Mm -hmm. And... I think re- for me the biggest thing was replacing the things that I have um, come to believe about myself that yeah. I've spoken into myself, replacing those things with the things that God sure. says who I am and and at how I was created. Yeah. Um, so, so you've just revealed to us all. I mean, and, and thank you for sharing. And I'm honored that you would share with that. And I, I mean the way I see you now. And I've seen you around here working. I've seen you around serving. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you've only improved in my view because of you sharing this, but you're sharing something in all of us. It's how, how do we view ourselves? The identity yeah. we see ourselves in. Yeah. And our heavenly father has come and given us that identity in Christ, yeah. no matter what family you came from. And that is, it's essential that we know that and that we live in that identity. And in a world that's kind of, that has kind of skewed identity in so many different ways, um, not just, not just the gender debate that's going on, but even what, what's a successful man? I mean, that's an identity thing and what's good enough or uh, how are you doing or what do you do? All those things ask questions to your identity to which the best answer comes from our heavenly father. I agree. 
Yeah. 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 And I think it goes even a step beyond not just, you know, hearing God's words about ourselves and kind of relearning who we are, but also I'm sure there was an aspect of um, relearning what a father is like from the Heavenly Father. So can you talk a little bit about what that was like where, you know, in some ways, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm sure there were some aspects of your biological father that you saw in God and had to kind of relearn like, no, God isn't like this way. He is like this. He is good. He is kind. He is present. And was there a moment where you kind of began to see that shift where you saw God as a good father? Sorry, this one's a little off the cuff. No, it's okay. The biggest thing for me, I think, is when I finally started to understand that God delights in me. Mm. Mm. The smile. Yes. The smile instead of what do you want? Yes. Or the the frown or the finger. What are you doing? Why? What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I think it's Zephaniah 317 that talks about like God singing over us in delight. And that picture Mm -hmm. of God, I remember hearing that for the first time and I I never had a concept of God like that. So hearing you say that just kind of brought that back to mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. So isn't it great how we're invited into that relationship of one of our greatest uh, wounds with our heavenly, you know, with our earthly fathers can come from uh, uh, healing and wholeness from our heavenly father. Yeah. That's a major thing to realize and to develop in. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, and I think that's why it was such a slow process for me because I was tentative about the the relationship, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I I never had that example So, John, you've had a heart, though, for men and men's ministry here at Fellowship, and you've been on the team to help and uh, to speak into it and to guide it uh, with Liam and others. Um, Just growing in relationships with other men, being in intentional relationships where you can kind of process life, so you're not just doing this on your own. Who've been some of those men who have come alongside you in this process? Um. Mitch Miller. Yeah. Tell me about been, that. Uh, oh, he's just he's just been there. Okay. You know, there there's How did you hear about him? How did you kind of We met with him? so FBC used to do um like monthly men's golf outings. Okay. Years ago. Yeah, I remember you that. You know, this would have been what, 3 4 years ago yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And that's where we met. Okay. One one evening we were over there and and ran into him and um, I, I want to say, I don't remember for sure, but I want to say he actually pursued me. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like Mitch. Doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and he's just been there. You know, mm-hmm. he's been a consistent man in my life. We've done, we've done some Bible studies together, but we've yeah. also just done life. Um, mm-hmm. we've, we've golfed a number of times. We will go to breakfast, go to lunch, grab coffee, mm-hmm. um, just to talk. Um, even if there isn't anything, um, important or, or, or at the forefront that needs to be discussed, Mm -hmm. he just, he's been there doing life with me, um, you know, and, and he's been, and he's, he's a great listener. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. he's, he's a sage in my life to, 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 um, learn a lot from. Yeah. Um, So he's been probably one of my, um, biggest, um. Kind of a mentor, mentor type person. Warren Wilson has okay. also been, um, yeah, another you know, great guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lance Fowler, he's okay. in my community group. That's yeah. So he's more of a peer. 
Yes. So tell me about uh, relationships with peers, with a father wound. How have you navigated through that and grown to share your life with other peers? Uh, over, so we've been in a community group together, I want to say, for four or five years now. Okay. So um, we've done a, a, a good chunk of life together, mm-hmm. um, gone through some things together. Sure. Um, and we we've both and I don't want to I don't want to speak for him by any means but you know we're the we're the your your typical man we're busy all the time you know and so yeah. it's a struggle for us to get together and spend intentional time you know just as men mm-hmm. um, because he's got a family to take care of I've got a family to take care of um, we do meet at our um, allotted community group times but just kind of outside of that spending time together. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, we haven't been very good at that. Yeah. Um, over this last year or so, we've tried to be a lot more intentional about um, just spending some time together. Not yeah. not necessarily with anything. It's usually on the golf course, but you know, just being together and and talking life. Um, yeah. You know, he's seen me at some of my worst moments, and and mm-hmm. I've seen him through some struggles as well. And, sure. and you know, but we've also. Um, seen each other at some of our best and, and, and more proud moments. And, and yeah. so I think just there's something to be said about um, walking through those valleys. Yeah. And, Not and, just processing content, but doing life with yes, someone. Yeah. Yes. That's really important. Yeah. Man, this has been really good. I really appreciate you coming and sharing where you're at. Yeah, and I have absolutely. one final question. Didn't prepare you for this, so okay. hang with me. No problem. So if you've got a guy who is just on the outskirts looking in at this conversation that we're having and realizes, man, I don't even want to go there with my father. I don't want to go there with my wounds that I've had. Something's happened to me or something didn't happen that I wanted to happen. Those two two types that you yeah. started talking about here. What would be your invite in? Why why would you invite him in? What would you say to him? So my catchphrase from my good buddy Lance is there's no growth without pain. Okay. It's not going to be fun um mm-hmm. tearing open some of these wounds, but if you are willing to to open up and to be vulnerable and to to look at to the heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. Um, I'm in the middle of this process, like I told you both. Um, I don't have this figured out, um, yeah. but I know my story can be a blessing to others. Sure, and sure. Um, I'm just trying to be. Ob- Obedient to the Lord and mm-hmm. and and walk my walk for Him. So I would say yeah. it won't be easy, but grow the growth from mm-hmm. it and the blessings from it um, are. Yeah, y- you can't you can't count it. Yeah, um, they far far outweigh it. it. Yes, yeah. it's worth it. Yes, it's yeah. worth it. I, I I've noticed that as. You know this. My story is just continuing to 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 move along, and the more I do things like this, um, yeah. So, it, so we're going to need guys like you who invite people in, because okay. that's going to be powerful. Right yeah. now, before yeah. we did this podcast, I had Liam look it up. Forty percent of every child born in the U.S. is born to a single mother. Yeah. 
40%. Yeah. This is your story is going to be the church in the future. And, uh, or at least the, the people that church ought to be reaching for. Yeah. And if we don't show that pattern and if we aren't working through this wound, we are really going to have a lot of deficits yeah. and uh, in our lives, not as people, but just deficits, people missing it, yeah. missing out on that blessing of a father. And I, I really appreciate your uh courage to be here with us and your vulnerability. Thanks for that. And thanks for um, just being available. And we pray God would bless you and uh, write a new story as he's doing in all of us. He's writing a new story of transformed lives, leaving a godly legacy. Mm -hmm. And you're part of that. So I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Yeah, John, thank you so much for your sheer willingness to share and and be here with us and spend some time doing something hard that I think is going to be worthwhile to everybody who's listening. And for those of you who are listening, I just want to share a couple possible next steps for you and and takeaways from today's conversation. Um, Number one, like make sure to get together with your group to discuss these questions that we're going to be sending out. It's so valuable, as you heard from John's story, to have brothers and spiritual fathers and mentors who you can walk through these things through. So don't miss out on that opportunity to navigate some of these things with other brothers. But I also want to let you know, sometimes our woundedness can be to a point where we need some professional help, and counseling is always a good option. So if you're looking for recommendations on some trusted counselors here in town or even here in the church, reach out to me. I would love to help be a resource. We have a great little sheet on mental health resources that we would love to direct you to. But for those of you guys who experienced the blessing of an incredible father in your life and have developed into an incredible father for your kids and your home, I just want you to to know and hear from this story that you have an opportunity to make an impact in guys' lives who did not experience that, to help them heal and experience what it could be like to be a beloved child of God and a father to their children. So you have an opportunity to be a part of somebody's story of change, to be a a Mitch Miller, to be a Warren Wilson, and Mm -hmm. these guys who I'm sure don't want to hear their names put on a pedestal, but they just were there and they pursue guys well. And you all have an opportunity to do that wherever you're at in your story. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Awake Podcast. We look forward to being back with you again soon.